Pastor Michelle Donatien coming to you from Michelle Donatien Ministries. And I want to encourage you with a fresh word from the Lord today. To Jesus be all the praise. I am doing a pre-recorded um video today and I'm also doing the podcast so if you see me looking back and forth just please excuse me know that I'm also doing the podcast today and I decided to do both together and I'm really excited to be here with you today you know that today is Saturday and on Saturdays we generally do this uh, our 2 15 p.m. time together and then we also have a Bible study and for those of you who really want to grow in the Word of God I invite you I implore you to come and be part of our Bible study it's at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time every single Saturday and um, it is uh, uh, a time where we get to really get more into the Word it's an hour it's from 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time to 5 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time I'm not quite sure what time it is in your neck of the woods in that area, but I think in India, um, I believe it's about, uh, I believe uh, you're 10 hours ahead of us in India. I believe you are, well, you're 10 hours ahead of us. So that would mean midnight. It's midnight in, um, no, 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 no. I'm not doing that math right. Eight to two o'clock in the morning in India. So that's pretty early. You're welcome to join, um, but it is pretty early. I know there, 2 a.m. in India. Um, I know in uh, East Africa time, you're eight hours ahead of us, so it would be midnight there. Um, And uh, Germany, uh, you're six hours ahead of us, so it would be 10 p.m. And the UK, I know you're five hours ahead of us, at least in Wales anyway, I know. Um, It would be five nine o'clock p.m. So you are welcome to join us. And um, I just want to give you that invitation right now. Um, But because of the sake of time on Saturday, at least today, and possibly the following Saturdays, I'm going to be doing a pre-recorded broadcast so that um, it just gives me enough time to, you know, get prepared and all of the things that I need to do for the Bible study and for everything. So timing, Sometimes timing is not exactly, uh, well, you know, you know, we only have a certain amount of time per day. But I want to share with you something. I just want to share my heart with you. And so today, what we're going to be talking about is who is this God that we serve? You know, it's my greatest desire to share that with you. But before we go on, I want to pray with you. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today and we glorify your precious name. I ask you, Holy Spirit, to take over. You touch the hearts of all of your people in the name of Jesus, your sweet, wonderful people. Touch their hearts. And I ask you to give me the right words. Give me the words to say in Jesus' name. And all God's people said amen and thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. So, you know, it's really something. It's always my heart's desire to share with you why I love the Lord God so much and just who he is. And sometimes I find it a little bit, it's a little hard for me to just share it all. I really do my best to share it with you, but I feel like at times I'm not giving you everything I want to share with you. And just, you know, 
I know that the Lord God meets us all where we need to be. So as much as I would like to share more, I also know that, you know, I pray before each and every one of these times that we have together and the Lord is giving me the words that he wants me to have. And so with all of that said, I'm satisfied with it. I just would love to you to walk away from here with such a great love for the Lord. Such a great love. I can't put into words really why I love him so much. I cannot put it into words because the Lord has been so good to me. So good to me. But I want to share with you a few things. This is this is going to be a shorter time today. But I want to share with you who our God is. Just who he is. And again, please forgive me as I am also doing the podcast as well. So if my uh, if I have to stop and look down and you know press a button or something, just excuse me, please, while I keep that up and running as well as um, as teaching here today. So the teaching is about the Lord. Who is this God that we serve? Well, you know we can go through all of Scripture and we can see who He is. But I want to start in the book of Genesis. Hallelujah! In the book of Genesis, we look at him and we see that he's the creator. You see, before I go on, I just want to share you, share with you. My goal is that you might fall in love with the Lord God, just like I'm falling in love with him. My goal is that you will fall head over heels in love with him, ready to serve him with everything you are, everything you have to give him everything because he loves you like that. He loves you more than that. In the book of Jeremiah, hallelujah, 31, he says, for I've loved you with an everlasting love. What a wonderful God we serve. For I have loved you with an everlasting love. Let me just take you over there to Jeremiah. If I can do this with my hands, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to do it the way that I'd like to, but that's okay. We'll, we'll make do. Let's see here. I think I can. Uh, hallelujah. Jeremiah 31. All right, I've got it. Okay, here we are. Oh, wait. No, I didn't go to the right one. Okay, just one moment here. All right, I think of, there we go. So it's the book of Jeremiah. This is one of my favorite scriptures. And so I share it with you so much because it really impacts your heart. Do you realize just how much the Lord God loves you? Everlasting? Everlasting means never ending, never going away. So in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 31, verses 3, hallelujah, just verse 3, we'll start right there. He says, the Lord hath appeared of old unto me, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee. You see, because of his loving kindness, he's drawn you. That's why he's drawn you. He hasn't drawn you because you're a good person. Nobody is a good person. Jesus said so. He said, why do you call me a good man? Nobody is good but my father. Nobody is a good person. We've all sinned and fallen short of the glory. Every single one of us has sin in our heart. All of us. But you see, God is a God who loves us with an everlasting love. Hallelujah. That 
is noteworthy. That is something that you will never find anywhere else. No person, even the most loving person on the earth, can say that I've loved you with an everlasting love. They cannot love everlastingly. We cannot. We love our mothers, our fathers, our children, our uncles, our cousins, our brothers, our sisters, our aunts, whoever it is. And we love them and we ask the Lord to give us a perfect love. We ask the Lord to give us real love for them, but we cannot love anybody with an everlasting love. The Lord God did that and what a mighty God he is. Hallelujah. We look at that and we see starting in the book of Genesis chapters one verses 26 through 28. He created us. Now think about this. Just think about it. You might say to yourself, well, you know, he created us. That doesn't prove that he's a God of everlasting love. Yes, it does. Because he didn't have to create us. Let's get started right there. (laughs) He didn't have to create us. He created us because he loved us. He knew us in the fountain. Now think about, okay, I'm about to take you deep. I'm about to take you deep, okay? I want to take you to the book of Ephesians chapter 1, one of my favorite scriptures. You know it. Uh, You might, this might be one of your favorite scriptures as well. I don't know. But I love this scripture, Ephesians chapter one. I'm going to read through a couple of verses here and I'm going to, I'm going to take you down this road. And here's where it says, verse one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God to the saints, which are at Ephesus and to the faithful in Christ Jesus, grace be to you and peace from God, our father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse three, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. According now, before I go on and I'm about to tell you something major here, if he was not a God who loved us the way that he says he does, why would he bless us? With all spiritual blessings and heavenly places in Christ. What does it mean to be blessed with all spiritual blessings? That means you have everything you need. Wow, yes, everything you need. There is nothing that you need to beg God for. You know, I've heard that doctrine, beg God that he will give you a, 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 I don't know what they say, but I've just heard them say, beg God. And while their hearts are in the right places when they say that, we don't have to beg God for anything. He's already promised it to us. We ask him so that we, so that we can receive what he's already created for us. Why do I say that? Well, let's read on and you'll see why. It says in verse four, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yes, that's what I said before the foundation of the world. That means before even the world was formed, before even the world was formed, he created us. He chose us. Why would he choose us? Because he loved us. Now that is everlasting love. I just proved Jeremiah 31 verse three. I just proved it. You see, God's word does not contradict itself. It never has and it never will. It is always proving itself because God is a faithful God. That's another one of the reasons that I love him so much. He is a faithful God. That's another reason that another wonderful thing about him. He's faithful. You can count on the Lord God. There's nothing that you can't count and depend on him for. Absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. He loved you with an everlasting love. How does he prove that? Because he 
gave you, he blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, according as he has chosen us in him. He chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. Now, wait, now, how can we be that way? That means that he will do it in us. What? Oh, yes. All we have to do is surrender. Now, that is amazing. That is amazing. If you're a person who has struggled with working for God, I'm not saying that we don't have a job to do. Don't get me wrong. He's given you a ministry. Okay. He's given you a call on your life. You are to walk it out. That's what we're to do. But what I mean is you do not have to do anything for him to love you, for him to have chosen you. I want you to think about this. Think about the lineup that the prophet, the man of God, when he went to go choose David to be king. Just think about that lineup. All of these wonderful, goodly, as they said, men. And even Saul was goodly, tall, good looking, you know, strong. And, and, and think about all of David's brothers when, 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 when the Lord God sent the man of God to go choose, really David, the king of Israel. And he looked in all the men. In fact, they were all so great, they didn't even include David. They were like, he said, isn't there someone else? Is there another one? And they said, oh, well, yeah, but you know, like, I'm paraphrasing here. Yeah, well, yeah, but that's David. And he's really, he, I mean, he's out there with the sheep. But you see, think about that lineup and think about who God chose. He chose David before the foundations of the earth because he knew who David would be. He knew who he created him to be. That's another proof that the Lord God loved us with an everlasting love. He chose David and he knew who David would be. That's why he anointed him with oil, with a horn, and he anointed Saul with a vial. A vial in the word of God represents rejection. He knew. He wasn't surprised. He knew what would happen, what Saul would do. And Saul would worship the people. Saul would worship himself and his flesh instead of God. He didn't even repent to the Lord God. When the prophet, the man of God, said to him what he did, he didn't even repent. He said sorry to the man of God. It wasn't even in him to understand just how far he had gone. But God, who loves us, who in verse 4 of Ephesians 1 says, verse 3, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ, who has, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, who has predestinated us under the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace. Hallelujah. Wherein he hath made us, he hath made us accepted of his, oh, excuse me, accepted in the beloved. He made us accepted. I want you to think about that for a moment. He made us accepted. He made us accepted, acceptable by the blood of Jesus Christ. Wow. The blood of Jesus. The Bible says in the book of Revelation, hallelujah. Let me just take you there for a moment. Those of you in the podcast, I hope you can hear me clearly. 
The book of Revelations, chapter 12, one of my favorite scriptures. It's probably one of yours, too. There's so many scriptures that I just love. Hallelujah. Because they're so strong and profound and deep and powerful is a better word for it, better word to say it. Uh, verse 12, or excuse me, chapter 12. Let's just go right here. And you've heard me read part of this before, but I'm going to read some of this that I haven't always read. And so in the book of Revelations, chapter 12, this is what it says. Huh. In verse 9, let me see here. Let's start with verse 7. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels fought against the dragons, and the dragon fought and his angels, and prevailed not. Neither was their place found any more in heaven. And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. Satan deceiveth the whole world. God knew and he sent his son that our eyes might be open. Think about it. Saul literally had scales fall off of his eyes. Literally. Glory be to God. And how much more will he do for you and for me? Praise Jesus. The Bible says he's no respecter of persons. He has loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, he defeated Satan. Here we go. Verse 9, And the great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan, which deceiveth the whole world. See, our eyes are open now. We're not deceived anymore. He was cast out into the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. And I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now has come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren. Come on now. The accuser of our brethren is cast down, which does what accused them before our God day and night. He accuses us day and night before God. You think you've seen somebody nitpick. No, you haven't until you see what really the, the enemy is doing. He stands there day and night accusing us. Don't you see what she just did? Wait a minute. Did you hear what he said? Did you see what she did? She didn't even do this right. He didn't even do that right. But the wonderful God that we serve, because he has loved us with an everlasting love, according to the word of God, the Bible said it, hallelujah. Therefore, we cannot forget it. The Lord God looks at us through the blood. This is what it says. Come on. Verse 11. And they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto the death. When you and I, what does that mean? That means when we choose to give our life for Jesus Christ. We choose Christ, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, over our own life. Then we are the victors. Hallelujah. We overcome him by the blood of the lamb. And the word of our testimony. Hallelujah. <laughs> Don't you see why I love this God? Don't you understand why I love him so much? I love him because really he first loved me. And he loves you so much. There's nobody like him. No, no God that some man created or some woman created is going to love you. Period. I can even stop with the end of that sentence. Think about it. Think about it. 
Some people all around the world, they worship these millions and millions, like in Hinduism. I believe there's millions of gods that they worship. What do they need a god for millions of things for? Isn't he powerful enough or she powerful enough to take care of it all? Look, I don't know what they all believe, but what I do know is that they don't have it right because the one true God took care of everything in Jesus Christ on Calvary. Hallelujah. <laughs> you and I don't have to go carve a stone. We don't have to go chant a bunch of chants. We don't have to go cut ourselves like they did the Baal worshipers. We don't have to do anything but receive what he said he already had for us. Before the foundations of the earth, he chose you. What kind of God do we serve? What kind of God? Who is this God? Who is this God that would choose you before the foundations of the world? That he would know your own heart. How did he know David would be a man after his own heart? He knew that before David was chosen. And how do we know that? Because he anointed him with a horn of oil. He knew Saul would be a man after his own, his Saul's own heart. How do we know that? Because he anointed him with a vial representing rejection in the word of God. He knows us. Oh, now if that doesn't bless you, wow, that just blesses me so much. You know, you see all this gray. It wasn't gray like this before. It used to be dark brown. But God knew even how much gray hair I would have as I got older, you know? God knew when I, when I was in my 20s, all my brown hair, how many strands were on my head. I don't even know how many strands are on my head. You don't know how many strands of beautiful hair you have. Maybe you have a buzz cut. God knows how many, even little pieces, are coming up. You know what I'm talking about. All the little stubble. He knows how many hairs you have on your head. What kind of God do we serve that just loves us so much? You know, I come to you today because I just want you to know him. I want you to know this wonderful God who has given up everything for us. Don't you understand that he gave his own son for us? Do you know how costly and expensive you are to him? Why do I say that? Because he created the angels. He doesn't love the angels. The Bible does not say that anywhere. The angels don't love him. The Bible doesn't say that anywhere either. Let me back, let me say that more clearly. The Bible says that the angels don't love him, and the Bible says that he doesn't love the angels. I made that more clear. The Bible's us, however, say that he loved us with an everlasting love. My, one of my favorite scriptures. Why is that so important? You can never, ever, ever, ever be not good enough for the Lord. Never. No matter what you do, no matter what you've done, no matter what you will do, God will always love you with an everlasting love. <laughs> he will always love you, always. And he's always holding on to you. 
You didn't find him. He already knew you. Glory be to God. Well, as we close here today, I want you to share this message with your friends. I want you to share it with them because it's going to bless them so much. Now I'm going to upload this video, glory be to God. And I do apologize if it is uploaded a few minutes late. I try to get it uploaded on time. Sometimes it takes a little while longer of the background, you know, things have happened in the background, but it should be up and ready at 2.15 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I want you to share this with your friends and I want you to take hold of these truths because the God that we serve is a God of power. He's a God of might and a God that loves you with an everlasting love. Nobody can love you like he loves you, saints. Absolutely nobody. Nobody ever will love you like he does. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for today. I thank you for each and every one that is watching and listening, Lord. Touch their hearts afresh and anew. Give them a love for you like they've never had in the name of Jesus. Oh, Father, I ask you right now to strengthen each one. Lord God, bring them back to your word. Draw them, hallelujah, by your Holy Spirit into a deeper relationship with you. Each of your people and your persecuted church as well, Lord God. I pray for protection over them right now in the name of Jesus. As they are being many have been tortured, even killed for your sake. But Father, protect them, strengthen them, open their eyes that they may see everything you have for them in the name of Jesus. And all of your people here, even at the sound of my voice. We love you and give you praise and honor in Jesus' name, hallelujah. And we thank you. I plead your precious blood over their persecuted church and over each and every one at the sound of my voice and watching right now. I plead it over their family members, over their homes and their properties, over their businesses and their finances and their ministries and their jobs and over their realms of influence, over their relationships and over everything you've ordained for them. Lord God, protect them and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So friends, please join me at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time for the Bible study. If you want to grow in the things of God, that's where you need to be. Hallelujah. I love each and every one of you. And I want to remind you, we're going to have the international prayer meeting. I'm working on those details. I'm so excited about it. It's going to be January 1st. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. And you are invited. Hallelujah. Tell all of your friends. Tell your pastors. Tell the leaders in your churches. Because we want you all and need you all to be there. We're going to be praying for the things of God. And God's power is going to be manifest. Hallelujah. As we pray out what he's called us to pray for my nation and for yours hallelujah for the body of christ in the name of jesus hallelujah hallelujah and hallelujah don't forget to be praying for us that the lord god will give us that location he's already working on it pray that the lord god will do it soon believe with us that he's already doing it and that he's already sending musicians to play and to sing as well and the location and all of the equipment glory be to god to broadcast it across the world and this is not going to be just a one-time thing hallelujah
Hallelujah. It will be every single month because God has a plan. Friends, we're seeing things unprecedented like we've never seen before. If you want to hear more about this prayer meeting, it's going to be January 1st, 2021, excuse me, 2021 at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can go to my website at michelledonatian.com and find out more about it. If you want to be part of the Bible study tonight at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, all you have to do is go to freeconferencecall.com and then you... Or actually, you can go to my website, michelledonatian.com, and you can see where it says Bible study. Just click on that on that link, on that entry um, on my website, and it'll tell you exactly what you need to do. Just go to freeconferencecall.com, download it on your phone, your cell phone, on your iPad, your tablet, whatever, and it'll tell you. And actually, there's a link there. It should take you right to my meeting room. If it doesn't take you right to my meeting room, all you need to do is just click on Join Meeting and then put in my name, Michelle Donatian. That's the meeting ID. So either way, I hope to see you tonight. I love you. And do not forget, tomorrow morning, 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Standard Time, we have our worship service. So I hope you'll be there. I love you. God bless you. Thank you so much for being here, joining me. It blesses me. I love each and every one of you until tomorrow and until tonight at the Bible study, Lord willing. Oh, I will tell you, if for some reason you have trouble getting in, last week we had trouble getting in on freeconferencecall.com, so we ended up using Zoom. I don't prefer Zoom because it limits us on our time frame. But if for some reason there's trouble getting in, then I'm going to post something and I'll put it out there so you can see it. And we will use Zoom if there's a problem with freeconferencecall.com. We've only had one problem and that was last week, so it should be fine. But just in case, so that you know, I'll post a link for Zoom if there is a problem with freeconferencecall.com getting in. There was some kind of system-wide problem last week. So I love you. Until then, bye-bye. First Kings chapter 7, verse 1. But Solomon was building his own house 13 years, and he finished all his house. He built also the house of the forest of Lebanon. The length thereof was an hundred cubits, and the breadth thereof fifty cubits, and the height thereof thirty cubits, upon four rows of cedar pillars, with cedar beams upon the pillars. And it was covered with cedar above the beams, above upon the beams that lay on forty-five pillars, fifteen in a row. And there were windows in three rows, and light was against light in three ranks. And all the doors and posts were square with the windows, and light was against light in three ranks. And he made a porch of pillars. The length thereof was fifty cubits, and the breadth thereof thirty cubits, and the porch was before them, and the other pillars of the thick beam were before them. Then he made a porch for the throne where he might judge, even the porch of judgment. And it was covered with cedar from one side of the floor to the other. And his house where he dwelt had another court within the porch, which was of the light work, like work. Solomon made also a house for Pharaoh's daughter, whom he had taken to wife, like unto his, this porch. All these were of costly stones, according to the measures of hewed stones, sawed with saws, within and without, even from the foundation unto the coping. And so on the outside toward the great court. And the foundation was of costly stones, even great stones of ten cubits and stones of eight cubits. And above were costly stones, after the measures of hewed stones and cedars. 
and the great court round about was with three rows of huge stones, and a row of cedar beams, both for the inner court of the house of the Lord and for the porch of the house. And the king and King Solomon sent and fetched Hiram out of Tyre. He was a widow's son of the tribe of Naphtali, and his father was a man of Tyre, a worker in brass. And he was filled with wisdom and understanding and cunning to work all works in brass. And he came to Solomon and wrought all his work. For he cast two pillars of brass of eighteen cubits high apiece, and a line of twelve cubits did compass either of them about. And he made two chapiters of molten brass to set upon the tops of the pillars. The height of the one chapiter was five cubits, and the height of the other chapiter was five cubits. And nets of checker work and wreaths of chain work for the chapiters, which were upon the top of the pillars, seven for the one chapiter and seven for the other chapiter. And he made the pillars and two rows round about upon the one network to cover the chapiters that were upon the top with pomegranates. And so did he for the other chapter. And the chapiters that were upon the top of the pillars were of lily work in the porch four cubits. And the chapiters upon the two pillars had pomegranates also above, over against the belly, which was by the network. And the pomegranates were two hundred in rows round about upon the other chapter. And he set up the pillars in the porch of the temple. And he set up the right pillar and called the name thereof Jachin. And he set up the left pillar and called the name thereof Boaz. And upon the top of the pillars was lily work. So was the work of the pillars finished. And he made a molten sea, ten cubits from the one brim to the other. It was round all about, and his height was five cubits, and a line of thirty cubits did compass it round about. And under the brim of it round about were, there were knops compassing it, ten in a cubit, compassing the sea round about. The knops were cast in two rows when it was cast. It stood upon twelve oxen, three looking toward the north and three looking toward the west, and three looking toward the south and three looking toward the east. And the sea was set above, above upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. And it was in hand breath thick, and the brim thereof was wrought like the brim of a cup with flowers of lilies. It contained two hundred baths. And he made ten bases of brass. Four cubits was the length of one base, and four cubits the breadth thereof, and three cubits the height of it. And the work of the bases was on this manner. They had borders, and the borders were between the ledges. And on the borders that were between the ledges were lions, oxen, and cherubims. And upon the ledges were a base above, and beneath the lions and oxen were certain additions made of thin work. And every base had four brazen wheels, and plates of brass, and the four corners thereof had understetters. Under the laver were undersetters, molten, at the side of every addition. And the mouth of it within the cap chapiter, and above was a cubit. But the mouth thereof was round about after the work of the base, a cubit, and in half. And also upon the mouth of it were gravings with their borders, four square, not round. And under the borders were four wheels, and the axle trees of the wheels were joined to the base. And the height of a wheel was a cubit and a half a cubit. 
And the work of the wheels was like the work of a chariot wheel, their axle trees and their naves and their fellows and their spokes were all molten. And there were four undersetters to the four corners of one base. And the undersetters were of the very base itself. And in the top of the base was there a round compass of half a cubit high. And on the top of the base, the ledges thereof and the borders thereof were of the same. For on the plates of the ledges thereof and on the borders thereof, he graved cherubims, lions, and palm trees according to the proportion of every one and additions round about. After this manner, he made the ten bases. All of them had one casting, one measure, and one size. Then made he ten lavers of brass. One laver contained forty baths, and every laver was four cubits, and upon every one of the ten bases, one laver. And he put five bases on the right side of the house, and five on the left side of the house. And he set the sea on the right side of the house, eastward over against the south. And Hiram made the labors, and the shovels, and the basins. So Hiram made an end of doing all the work that he made King Solomon for the house of the Lord. The two pillars and the two bowls of the chapters that were on the top of the two pillars and the two networks to cover the two bowls of the chapters which were under the top of the pillars and 400 pomegranates for the two networks, even two rows of pomegranates for one network to cover the top two bowls of the chapters that were upon the pillars and the ten bases and ten lavers on the bases, and one sea and twelve oxen under the sea, and the posts and the shovels and the basins. And all these vessels which Hiram made to King Solomon for the house of the Lord were of the bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them, in the clay ground between Succoth and Zarthan. And Solomon left all the vessels unweighted, because they were exceeding many. Neither was the weight of the brass found out. And Solomon made all the vessels that pertained unto the house of the Lord, the altar of God and the table of gold, whereupon the showbread was, and the candlesticks of pure gold, five on the right side and five on the left, before the oracle, with the flowers and the lamps and the tongues of gold, and the bowls and the snuffers and the basins and the spoons, and the censers of pure gold, and the hinges of gold, both for the doors of the inner house the most holy place, and for the doors of the house, to wit of the temple. So was ended all the work that King Solomon made for the house of the Lord. And Solomon brought in the things which David his father had dedicated, even the silver and the gold and the vessels did he put among the treasures of the house. Well, sweet people of God, I want to thank you so much for joining me here today. Tune in tomorrow for a new and fresh word from the Lord for you. This is Pastor Michelle Donatian signing off. God bless you and to Jesus be all the praise.